Alrighty. Hey guys, it's Cream, aka Miss Cream of the Crop, and this is another episode of Ladies Who Rock. If you guys don't know about my Ladies Who Rock series, it's all about women that are a powerhouse in their field, and we talk about how they overcome obstacles, what women empowerment means to them, and we also talk about, uh, we give you guys some tips on being successful. And we also give you a little bit of, of who they are behind the scenes and uh, all of the women that I feature for my Ladies Who Rock um, segment, they are black women. I'm all about women empowerment, but I'm really about empowering women of color. So today's special feature guest is Brandeis Daniel. I'm so excited to have her on. I follow her on Instagram, and I love all of her videos and posts. She calls herself our Insta coach, and I, I, I agree with that. I really agree with that. For someone like myself who's always reading, and I know a lot of things. I always tell people I know a lot, but I don't know everything. So it's refreshing to follow other women that are able to give me their insight and make me see things in a different way. So I just love following women like that. So let me stop talking and go ahead and introduce Brandeis. So before... I have her tell you guys exactly who she is. I just want you to know that she's the founder of the Harlem Fashion Row. She's the co-founder of the Great Girlfriends. And as I said earlier, she's also our Instacoat. So, Brandeis, you have the floor. Can you please let everyone know who you are and tell us a little bit about both of the brands that you are the founder and co-founder of? First of all, I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> so thank you so much for having me. Um, I love using my Instagram to share all the things I've learned. I, I think when you learn something, you need to share it, right? And so that is what I think women's empowerment is. But I have a company, Harlem Fashion Row. We are celebrating our 14th year this year. We are a platform for multicultural designers. Specifically, we connect designers of color with retailers. Um, and we do that through brand collaboration. That's through brand strategy, um, all the pipeline programs. Yes. So tell us a little bit about, well, before we get into the great girlfriends, why was it important to you to found the Harlem Fashion Row? I know in the bio it talks about people of color only making up 1% of the fashion world, and we all know the fashion world is huge. So I'm pretty sure that was a part of your motivation, but... In your own words, tell us what motivated you to start that brand. So when I started HFR, I love to say I wish I had some grand strategy, but I was really moving on passion um, at the time. And sometimes you're not sure why you're so passionate about something, um, but it's usually leading you to your purpose. And so the passion that I had for, for starting this company led me to my purpose once I found out that designers of color represented less than 1% of designers found in major department stores and that we spent $22 billion a year on apparel products, I was like, wait a minute, what is happening here? And so I said, you know what, I want HFR to be a part of the solution. All of us have goals in being a part of that solution. Um, Absolutely. But HFR, we we are happy to um, you know to, to to just be a part of of helping designers of color get to where they need to go. Absolutely. So speaking of helping people of color, 
I know that recently you posted about you being a mentor, and there was um, an application, or there is an application going on right now where people of color can sign up to be mentored by you. So tell us a little bit about that brand and about the mentorship program. Yeah, so that was for Digital Undivided. So they are, um, I think it's an accelerated program, hopefully I'm getting that word right, for women of color entrepreneurs. And so I'm really excited. My friend Lauren Melon is running uh, Digital Undivided, and they're doing incredible work. Um, as we all know, women are underfunded, and women of color are grossly underfunded. And so um, this is going to help provide funding as well as mentorship. Yes, I think that's so amazing. So let's talk a little bit about the Great Girlfriends. So why do you guys call the Great Girlfriends, and what is the Great Girlfriends all about? So I started the Great Girlfriends in 2015 with my good friend, Sybil Amuti, and we decided, you know what, let's start a podcast. At the time, a lot of people weren't podcasting, and we felt like every time we got together, we had these epic conversations, like these life-changing moments for both of us, and we thought, what if we shared that with the world and brought on other women to share their stories and their lessons and their mistakes, all of those things um, as well, and it, it was one of the things that I'm most proud of um, was starting that, that podcast in 2015. Awesome. So, with the Great Girlfriends and Harlem Fashion Row, you understand that you are a woman of you're a woman first of all, and you're a woman of color. So being that you're in these rooms, these boardrooms, you're amongst all of these big wigs, as they say. I'm pretty sure most of the time there aren't that many women, and there probably aren't that many women of color. So for you, how have you overcome the obstacles of being in your field as a woman? And how have you overcome those obstacles in your field as being a woman of color? Yeah, I think your my experience has helped me so much. Um, being an entrepreneur for me was has not been easy. It was really, really rough. And I think when I got to my lowest, <laughs> my lowest of lows, um, the thing that I said was that people are just going to have to take me or not at all. And I think being at that lowest low for me really helped me to, to just show up as myself. And, you know, there is something to going through a whole lot of things because it breaks your pride down. <laughs> it breaks all your pride and your ego down. And, and now when I show up to these places further, I'm talking to a CEO of a brand, or someone, or an intern at that brand, they all get the same person. Yeah. Um, and so I think once you get to a place where you fully own, this is who I am, and this is how I'm going to show up as being authentically me, and people can take it or they can leave it, um, there is so much power in that. It really is. And, and the one thing that it does is it creates a connection because people can recognize when, they can, you can smell somebody who's not being authentic from a mile away, right? And you can also appreciate someone who is authentic. You, you, it's like there's something about that person. It's just that they are actually going out to themselves, not trying to be anything expert, anything less. Um, so that really helped me. You're absolutely right. 
especially being in uh, the entertainment world, there are so many people that are not authentically themselves that when you find someone that is, you're almost, it's almost like seeing a unicorn. You're like, wait a minute. I really think this person is real. I really think they're authentic. And then you get a little bit afraid. You're like, wait a minute. Am I letting my guard down? I've been doing this for too long. I've been around these people for too long. This cannot be real. Let me just, let me just hold off for a second and just keep checking this person out. And then when you finally figure out, like, they really are authentically this person, you get really excited because authentic people are very far and few between. And, you know, as I said, that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to your Instagram page. And I first found out about you, I think it was the fashion show that you did with LeBron James' little girl, Zuri, and Mm -hmm. that was posted everywhere. And I found out that there was a black woman behind it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because, like, I'm really big on supporting black women and seeing us be in positions of power and doing the dang thing. I'm like, this is amazing. And I went to your page. And I can pick up on your authenticity, and I knew I had your name in my on my list of women that I wanted to interview for Ladies Who Rock. I was like, as soon as I started back up, I'm sending her an email. And when you responded, I was like, yes. <laughs> so I feel your authenticity, even though this is the first time I've ever spoken to you. I can tell, like I said from your page, that you were authentic, and that's the reason that I followed you, and I continue to follow you. So being oh, okay. that, you're welcome. So being that you've been in these spaces, and, and I do want to speak on you speaking on the lowest of the lows. I've been there as an entrepreneur and as a businesswoman, as a black woman, and I've had to say to myself, well, we can't get any lower than this. So the only thing I can do is. I never say that because sometimes it can get lower than that. Well, I'm hoping that the low that I've had, please, <laughs> I am manifesting that right now because. Well, look, we're gonna have we're gonna have a little prayer right now, God, yes. Lord, Lord, let the lowest low be lowest low we've experienced. No more, Lord. <laughs> no more. I I receive that. Yes. I receive that because. You have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of those lows and overcoming those, what or who inspires you? Oh, there are too many people to name. Um, My daughter inspires me all the time. She is so smart. Oh, my gosh. And, like, so full of. That little girl, she's such a, she's just such a light. So she inspires me. Um, I have an incredible support system around me. My husband, who started as my boyfriend, has been so incredible in supporting my entire journey. Um, I have great friends who, I mean, I had a conversation with a friend today. And I said to her, I said, you know, there were so many times when I my husband never said, you should cancel that because it's not working out. And then he never told me that. And then she said, has anybody in your circle ever told you that? And I said, no. <laughs> they actually never did. Yeah. And I 
thought, she said, Brandon, that is a gift. And I thought, you were so right. So there are so many people that inspire me in fashion. Audrey Smaltz has been an incredible mentor in business. Tiffany, the budgetista, has been a great mentor um, to me. Um, I just, I, I think I love to surround myself by just, Women who love on me, support me, who I can come to and cry to when I'm, you know, when I'm feeling low. Um, I just, like I said, I just have a great, great group of women in my life, which is, I'm so blessed. That's amazing. That is so amazing. We all need to have that circle around us that continues to feed into our authenticity and their authentic as well. And for those of you out there that may be watching this or listening to this on the podcast, don't feel bad if your circle isn't huge as long as your circle is authentic and it does what it needs yeah. to do for you. Absolutely, because I'm 44. I just turned 44. And um, happy the years. Birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And through the years, I've picked up like one friend every other year. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised, right? You pick up one good friend every other year and by the time you're 44 you look around and you've got like 10 really great friends or eight yeah. you know um so it's it, it's it, you know it's it's quality over quantity yes absolutely i always say that it's quality yeah. over quantity and then you have less people that you have to say new friend who this like <laughs> you don't want to always have to do that every single year every other year so um, for you, all the things that you've overcome, you've been successful at several things, you've failed at a few things. So for you, what does success look like? What is the definition of success? Let me see. I'm <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Your version. It can be well, anything. I don't I feel like I feel like I'm living success now because I if you had asked me this even Two years ago, I would have said no. I'm, you know, but I think I'm happy. Um, I'm fulfilled. I know my purpose. Um, I have a plan for where I'm going. I have, you know, a great team in place. I have great people in my life. I have peace. Um, I feel like spiritually, me and God are like right here, right now. Um, so all of those things to me equal success. Yes, that's amazing. Because I think a lot of times people look at success as material things. Oh, I got and, and if that is your version of success, that's fine. I'm not putting that down. But I think a lot of people think if they haven't gotten this, then they aren't successful yet. But a lot of times I tell some of my clients, we want to get you to your version of success. It's nice to have people that you look up to. They're nice. There's nice to have people that motivate you. But their version of success may not look like your version of success. And once you get to your version, that's okay. That doesn't Absolutely. make you any less successful than that person that you look up to. Absolutely. So, you know, I have my, my uh, media company and my entertainment company, and I'm not Oprah, but I'm me, and I'm, and I'm happy with that. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <clears throat> so um, a few of the last things that I want to ask you, because I know your schedule is really busy today, you talked about acting on your big dream. And I really liked that video. I actually commented on that video that you posted on Instagram saying, act on your big dream. And I needed that because 
I spoke on my journal and my tablet that I had your name written down on before, and there are so many times that I've written amazing dreams in my tablet, in my journal, and I let it sit and said, okay, I'm waiting for this, but I can do that. And in the video, you're like, no, just, just act on it. So what inspired you to post that video? I am all about taking the cliff jump. I think that we stay way too safe. We're jumping off the curb, pretending like we're jumping off a cliff. And, you know, life is too short. I think if nothing else, last year showed us that life isn't promised to us. We have a few years that we're here, and while we're here, I mean, I don't, I plan on leaving out of here, leaving it all on the field. You know, I don't want to be in my bed at, you know, 97 years old talking about what I could have, should have, would have done. You know, I love when Cicely Tyson left here. I mean, she just did an interview on, what, Monday, Tuesday? (laughs) You know, I mean, that... And she left a book for us and everything. That, to me, is living. And... I realized that throughout my life, I never had enough of anything. I never had enough money. I never had enough relationships. I never never had enough contacts. I never had, like, it was always not enough, but the big dream was always there. And sometimes we let this big dream scare us, and it gets to a place where it paralyzes us. And that's why in that same video, I put small steps. Big dreams, you act on big dreams in small steps. And sometimes we take the big dream and we're like, oh. I can never do that. But it's like, well, what are small steps to get you there? Because if I've got this dream and I'm sitting in this chair, right, and the dream is, let's say the dream is at the wall over there. Mm-hmm. Over here to right? You know, you have to get up and be taking action for something to happen. And as long as you're that dream is sitting in, I'm not talking about yours, but it's talking about our listeners. So as long as yeah, no, I- sitting in your journal or in your mind or you're constantly talking about it and you're not moving, there's no chance for it to happen. And here's the other thing that I know is when you're moving and you've got momentum behind you, people see that and people want to pour into that, right? So, for example... You know, I had this big dream for really God given idea. I'm going to start this nonprofit for designers. I'm going to raise a million dollars. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I sent a text to my best friend and told her, here's what's about to happen. This was right after the pandemic hit. Designers were calling me. Brandis, I don't know what to do. I'm not getting any orders. My business has dried up. I don't know what to do. I'm like, I got to do something to help. So I started this nonprofit. I don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm talking about I'm doing a virtual event. I don't know how to do a virtual event. Right. What do do I do? Just go, I don't know how to do a virtual event, so I'm not going to do anything. I start, all right, what's the first thing I can do? The first thing I can do is figure out what are all the virtual event platforms and what Mm -hmm. are the best ones out there, right? So as I started to move on that, here's what happened. Somebody hit me up and said, hey, Brandis, um, I'm just checking in to see, you know, if you've got anything that you need digital support on. This was two weeks after I had started looking. I said, as a matter of fact, I'm, try- I'm working on this digital event. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. She didn't know what she was doing either. We both figured it out together. 
right? Yeah. So she so more than I did, that's for sure. So we're going, 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 and then before you know it, I'm asking this person to come on board and that person to come on board. And because I am in motion and I'm not saying, hey, I got this idea for an event, will you help me with it? I'm like, we're doing this event. Or do you want to be on board? So that's a totally different conversation, right? Right. And after we launched that event, we were able to raise $15,000 um, for designers. And then I think maybe a month later, I got a call from somebody who said, we want to donate a million dollars to your nonprofit. Wow. That doesn't happen if I'm still sitting there thinking about the idea. That only happens when people see you in motion. I'm telling you, like, you don't have to worry about accomplishing the big dreams. You just do what you can to get there. And you just see, see how God shows up. Look at me. See, see what he does. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Listen, if, if they don't get anything else out of this interview, they should be motivated. If they don't, they don't get anything else, it's act on your dreams. Act on your big dreams. Keep going. Don't give up. And... We're going to not focus on the low because we know it goes up higher than that. Like we said, we're going to just pray and make sure that low stays the lowest that we have. We're going to act on our big dreams, and we're going to make sure that we're okay with our authentic circle that we have around us. So I, I am and I'm already inspired by this interview. I love it. I want to say this. We're always looking for somebody, right? Yes. Somebody needs to start a nonprofit for designers of color. Somebody needs to do this. Somebody should do that. And there is no somebody. You are the somebody. Mm-hmm. And there is nobody that has more than what you have. And I think once we realize that, then you, you're okay to move on the big dream because you realize everybody else is human just like you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was going to ask you what adjustments you made during the pandemic as an entrepreneur, but you pretty much explain that during the act on your big dream. So um, the very last piece of the interview that I'd like for you to touch on is what does women empowerment mean to you? You said a little bit in the beginning, but what does women empowerment mean to you? And also what does self-love, how important is self-love? So women empowerment to me looks like pouring into other women. You know, how do you, because you never have to worry about getting when you give. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you give, don't worry. It's about to chase you down. So women empowerment is how do I pour into somebody else? How do I give? Because all of us are at a different place than someone else. All of us have some way we can help another woman. All of us have something to offer to another woman. And that's as simple as helping another woman. That's what it is for me. Um, and then self-love is when you finally get to the place where you love all the things that disqualify you. That's self-love. When you get to that place where you're like, you know, for me, I call myself a proud fashion outsider, okay? Why? Because I had to get to a place where I love the fact that I didn't come from the industry. I had to get to a place where I love the fact that I wasn't an insider. I had to get to a place where I love all the things that I thought that I was, I had to love. 
the fact that I was from Memphis, not New York, um, that I was very Southern, you know, uh, that I was a woman of faith in fashion, like all the things that feel like they could disqualify you from from whatever it is you want to do. I think when you get to a place where you can love all of those things, all of those things, and love. And you recognize yes. at some point that all of those things are you are are what makes you you. That's what makes you authentically yourself. And when you love those things, then you can be more authentic, and then you attract all the people that you're supposed to attract to you. Absolutely. So I appreciate you for sitting down with me today. This has been awesomely amazing. I hope that everyone feels the same way that I feel after listening to this podcast or watching this if you're watching it on YouTube. I am so, even though this is my first time talking to you, I love telling my fellow uh, black women this, like, I'm so proud of you and all the things that you've accomplished. I'm so proud of all the things that you're going to accomplish. So if there's anything else that you would like for all of my supporters and those, your supporters that are watching and listening to this, um, is there anything else that you'd like for us to support, anything you want to tell us that we have coming up that we should be on the lookout for as we wrap up these last few seconds? Yes, we have a collaboration coming up in the fall with Banana Republic. I would love for everyone listening to this to support that collaboration. Um, and then in my bio in my Instagram, which is Brandis Daniel, I have a scripture there, and I've kept it there for a reason, because I think fear is the thing that holds us back the most. We're afraid of what could happen, good and bad. <laughs> so sometimes we're afraid of success. And it yes. is God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. And so I want everyone to leave with, with that. Absolutely. That is so amazing. And, I mean, we couldn't leave on a better quote. So I really appreciate you again for sitting down with me. And thank you so much for being willing and accepting of being one of my ladies who rock for 2021. And uh, hopefully this won't be the last time we sit down for an interview. Well, Maybe if- after all this stuff is go- gone, it'll be face-to-face. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Honor. Thank you for asking me. And uh, congratulations to you for all that you're doing and that you will continue to do. I can't wait to, to hear all the great things that continue to happen for you. Awesome. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. Bye.